this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another fun-filled episode of Black Opinions Matter. My name's Amino Hassan. I'm joined as always by Black Trey. We got Big Waz and we've got the lovely B on the call today. Uh, we're going to give you guys a couple of shows. Today's a show-heavy show, right? All we're doing is reviewing shows today. If you haven't watched yet, you might as well get caught up. We're going to be talking about the new HBO show Lovecraft that is... Brought to you by Misha Green and uh, Jordan Peele, two black creators. So we're always supportive of black culture and black cultural phenomena on mainstream television. Uh, We're going to obviously do our roundup of P-Valley. Only two episodes left after this week. So story's starting to heat up a little bit. And we are going to start with another edition of this great BET docuseries Chronicles. You know, last time we talked about the No Limit Chronicles. That was fun. It was informative. Now we started a new one. We started with Rough Riders. And guys, I got to tell you, I had no idea it was that old. that They've been going at it for a while. I just kind of figured... 95, 96, and then you kind of build up steam in 97, 98, we're here. And no, these brothers started in the 80s, apparently. Like, how, how 1987. much? 1987. 1987. They had the, the DMX demo tape from 87. This dude, had which been is ra- the year of my birth, which is crazy. I'm like, wow. That's when they, that's when they first started. No, I, di- I didn't know that it was 
I didn't know how the comp the origins of the company. I sort of had an idea, you know, when 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 Rough Riders first came out. I mean, you can speak to this. They had a reputation for being like serious guys, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the that was the reputation that D and Y was serious dudes. Um, and they were to be taken as such. Um, and so I thought it was cool that they delved into the background and how it all started of these guys being like, man, we want to make some money, but we want to try to do it legitimately because these street, these street business ventures tend to have only two kinds of outcomes for, for brothers. Um, and so they, 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 they got into the music, but I, I just thought it was dope how, how they told the origins of that. And it's, it's kind of ill to just realize how many people's lives been saved by this culture and this music. You know what I'm saying? Like, what would these guys have done to become if they de- never pursued hip hop? It's, it's it's just crazy to think about. And that's the story for so many, you know, brothers and sisters from from our neighborhoods, man. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's I didn't even realize it was a family venture, among other things. I didn't realize the sister was involved. I didn't know the sister was actually already working in the music industry with an uncle down in Atlanta who was managing acts and, and doing tour toward uh you know doing shows and stuff like that promoting shows so it was a lot of and they didn't talk about swizzy in the first episode but swizzy is related to dny those are his cousins last name (laughs) dean same same, yeah which is weird because it's funny because their last name is dean but the family converted to islam and so they just took names that because dean in in arabic means religion so you'll hear guys Mm. named shemsa dean uh dean these are like you know you know, son of son of religion, uh, sword of religion, whatever. Like these are Beanie common. Siegel would always talk about being on his dean. On his dean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's typically spelled D I N. But their name is D E A N because it was just like a regular a regular English last name, and and they, and yeah, they just a regular colonizer so, last name. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it's funny, man. Um, B, let me ask you because you haven't watched, so. You are basically probably where I was about an hour and a half ago before I watched. How much like Rough Rider DMX origin story did you know or do you know? Absolutely zero. I mean nothing. Zero. Yeah. Wow. And like um I saw I saw maybe 5 minutes of the first um the first episode and of course it you know had to do with some sort of um like biker club or you know what kind of club that the guys are are a part of you know i'm i'm learning but nothing is surprising so far see the the thing for me and trey i'm gonna ask you the same question in a second is this is what i knew i knew those guys were from yonkers i knew that wa and uh and um uh what's what's the other brother's name d d d were brothers and they were in charge of it. And as Waz said, that they were very serious people. And I knew that DMX had been locked up because he wrote most of those two albums in jail. Like his lyrics had all, that's why everything came out kind of very, um, very put together in terms of the, the, the concepts and all that. Because this is all, I had. it wasn't him writing one song and then, oh, getting a good reaction. Now let's follow it up with this song. Like, he had like full chunks of those albums written. That's about all I knew, though. I didn't know how long it had started before. I didn't know 
Um, the circumstances, obviously, as I said, I didn't know that how big of a family venture this whole thing was. Uh, Trey, I'm curious, what did you know going into this as a West Coast guy? Because, you know, Rough Riders was something that we all knew about. Um, I knew a lot just because I was just kind of like heavy into documentaries. During that time, I think like 2005, 2006, I was buying like the Damien documentary. So it kind of covered about X's early stuff about the 80s and stuff and demo tapes. Um, and about his infamous battle with Hove and, you know, which we haven't got there yet. But um, I kind of knew, like you said, the name Y&D being street guys. And then, but their backstory, I never knew. You know what I mean? I don't think they kind of opened the door to that. But as far as DMX being in, in and out of prison, um, I think the only thing that really kind of shocked me was finding out that DMX mentor put him on the crack. And that was kind of crazy to me because he was just like, you know, someone that how could somebody that I look up to, you know, lace a blunt? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thinking I'm smoking regular weed and you've laced it with crack out of all things. So, like, that just kind of started his, you know, as as his star risen, he was very talented, but it also was his downfall, you know? That's that's why I did not know how far back the crack use had started at age of 14. And through however old he is right now, apparently, that's a lot of crack. It's a lot of crack for one lifetime. Um, I also thought it was kind of weird. It was like, this is the first male role model in my life. This is the first male role model. And, and they kept cutting to the uncle. It was like, yeah, he used to come to my house and eat. And I'm like, damn, how the uncle feel, man? It's like, <laughs> I opened Yo, my doors and, and, to you. And- and X's story is a is an ill story. You know what I'm saying? Like, born into the projects, a super young mom who basically couldn't handle him, you know, sent him to some type of boarding school, basically left him in the hands of the state, basically being homeless for, like, large portions of his life, man. Like, you know, people talk about certain guys, certain people speaking to the underdogs, the people that were counted out, left for dead. Um, the DMX always, you know, he, he's always symbolized that type of person. But again, like, because I, I, you know, I love, I've messed with the first three albums, like flesh in my flesh, um, is dark and hell is hot. And, and then there was X. So, but I basically, you know, I fell off with DMX after that, but I, I don't think I was ever that connected to his personal story. I just love the energy of his music and, he made dope, you know, obviously he made dope music. He was super successful at it. But I knew I knew there were people that, like, I had a family member who, it's funny because he's like a bit of a black sheep of, of, of our family. And X's whole thing resonated with him so deeply, bro. Like, to the point where he was barking and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he loved X. He just loved that. I don't know. He could just feel the dude's passion and his energy via his music. Like, for me, it didn't really speak to me um, that way. But it was it was pretty cool to, to learn about his upbringing and the things that he had to go through, which is just tough, man. Like, you know, bouncing around from home to home, not having a dad in your life, your mom, who's supposed to be your primary caretaker, not you know, sort of stepping up to the plate in that way. It's kind of crazy, man. Um, and, and it's such an American story, you know? Dude, dude there, there are a lot of people who like to do the whole, they counted me out and da-da-da-da. And like, yeah, yeah, right. y'all need to relax. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is like, damn, <laughs> my man is still crying. Like, he's like talking about getting dropped off at the what was basically a glorified group home and realizing that his mo- he ain't going back home. His mom's like, all right, I'm going to see you in a couple of months. And he literally breaks down into tears. 
at that memory. And it, it, it made me think of a lot of things. First of all, it made me think of people like Pastor Red Hat who like to create a fictionalized version of their upbringing to make it seem yep. like, oh, everyone counted against me. Like, no, yep. that's what it looked like when they counted against right. me. <laughs> yep. Dude was a physically abused, mentally abused, you know, left out in the streets and, and all that. But then the other thing that made me think was just the idea of like DMX's live a colorful life, right? Uh, and his music and his life both have at times exemplified ideals that uh, we either never held on a pedestal or now look down upon, right? And part of me is like, you know, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, DMX, oh my God, you like, they like cancel culture DMX, right? But it's like, if you understand the background from once this guy came, you understand the pain and the confusion and all that. It's hard to, I'm not saying that we should celebrate some of the things he talks about, but it, it's hard to really just kind of call him a bad guy and call it a day, man. You know, um, you know, he was talking about, one of the pro or they were talking about one of the problems about him signing a record deal was because all the companies were afraid because this dude is still literally out in the streets robbing people. <laughs> in fact, when Wa came up to him to try and talk to him about, yo, man, what's up with your music? Let, let me help you. Cause he didn't know why he was like, yo, uh, he, he basically denied that he was DMX. He's like, yeah, what's this about? <laughs> what is this? He came at him like a bill collector. Like, uh, and this is with regards to, <laughs> <laughs> which is a funny story man but this dude was out here robbing people with a dog and <laughs> I got, I'm in another group chat and there was a big argument about is this real right like, <laughs> and if so why didn't anyone ever shoot the dog well I mean, I, mean oh, I was gonna say dude if you ever seen and like I said if you've ever been in the hood, hood, and to this day I still fear pit bulls. I don't trust them. I don't love them. Same. You know, but like, I know people who don't fear pit bulls. I guess, yeah, like, absolutely. There are. It's absolutely, basically, bro. I know people who say that pit bulls have been stigmatized, and it's like highly racialized because black people tend to have pit bulls and blah 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 blah. I've heard the whole sob story about pit bulls are actually the sweetest. Blah blah blah. People make them that way. Blah. blah. But you know, so I see a pit bull and I'm down. like, I'm going the other direction. Thank Anytime you very I've much. Anytime I've dealt with a pit bull, I've had to run for my freaking life, bro. Like <laughs> every time, bro. Like I probably if i try to do that right now i just let him get me because i'm not i'm not winning that race at, but at 11 12 you know that was that was black people's guard dog so i do understand that you're going to tense up before you actually shoot a dog only people that actually shoot dogs are in movies bro because you're not thinking like that you're trying to keep your eye on the actual guy that has the gun because he has a gun and the fact that you're saying get well, he him, said, he said he, he, he said he ain't got no but, gun. But also, that's what I'm saying. But, DMX but said what he ain't I'm got saying, no I mean, like for the most part, people, who, the people who get robbed aren't armed. You know that's what I'm true. saying? Yeah. Like that's, that's it's rarely the case that you get ran up on while you have your gat on you. You know what I'm saying? Like DMX, if he was any good at his job, um, he would have been scouting this people and be like, oh no, nah, he ain't holding nothing, and I could. Right. And man, somebody, yo, some of these pit bulls that we grew up around, and Trey could speak to this obviously. And I mean, you grew up in New York, you know the vibes. Like I try to explain to people, like 
I only know dogs as weapons. I like all of this cute, cuddly shit that y'all do with dogs now. That's new to me. When I was growing up, it was all pit bulls and rottweilers, and those things would kill your ass if you gave them a chance to. Yo, B, having grown up in uh, the country, uh, do y'all have a different relationship? Is this a country mouse, city mouse conversation we have in here about dogs? No, everyone in my family are they're terrified of dogs. Everyone. Okay. That, uh, like, you, no one what, grew what, up with a pet in the house. Like, that wasn't our thing. <laughs> all right. So, B, so where are you from again? I, I don't think I've ever heard you say where you're from. Are you from, like, Mississippi or something? I'm from North Carolina. Oh, why, so why is it mean calling it the country? I don't understand. No, you, you think North Carolina is is? Mad are you urban? from? Are you from like a farm? You're not rural from Charlotte, area? Though, right? Where are you from? No, I'm from Greensboro. Bro, that's country. That's hell. not country, it's, is it? What are you talking yeah. about? Wise? It is country, country, bro. Oh, it's country. I thought it was yeah. a city. I mean, it's a it's a it's a big city. Lots of schools, and you know, it's a lot of people. However, it is. It's it's a little slow. <laughs> because because this is the thing, B. As New Yorkers, we tend to <laughs> we tend to call everybody who's not from New York country. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you can you Atlanta's can be, country. That's what South like, what Jersey we'll call them country. Yes. And so so forget about Atlanta. You know, forget about North Carolina. It's New York hell, people. Was, it's right. Okay. Okay. Got you. Colorful, got you. Got colorful, you. So, colorful jean shorts still live in Green. Okay. Okay. So relax. y'all was doing a dog fight and like Mike Vick and them. Am I lying? You're not lying, but okay, yeah. come on. <laughs> Shout out to my people in Greensboro, though. I got nothing but love for y'all. I'm pretty sure it's an auntie right now with the back fat meat that cook, cook a crazy neck bone. <laughs> the meds, it's the meds, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, let, let me let's play this. Let's play this game that is a recurring game we have here on Bomb. It's called Moment of Vulnerability, and we're gonna have some imaging we got to come up with at some point a moment of vulnerability uh worst experience featuring a dog around the room let's go so <laughs> a friend of mine this is the same friend that gave me that she's she's like a pit bull enthusiast right and she had adopted or or you know like she's a foster parent to to a pit bull mm-hmm and one day she that's, hit me. That's not, that's not a real thing, but go ahead. No, it is a real thing. Fostering. Foster, foster parent? Yes. What is a, what yes. Is a foster parent for Meaning a dog? Meaning you, you keep the dog for like a certain amount of time until they find the dog an actual so home. So your, do- your dog sitting. Yes. 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 Okay. It's, it's not foster really, parent. It's really popular now because of the pandemic where people just are taking dogs in so they have company. Do you and get this, paid? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you probably get paid. You probably well get some, some bread. I, I wouldn't I be surprised if yet. How I love me some dogs. I hope they're like oh, 111 oh, degree oh, weather. I'm hearing you don't get paid. My girl just said you don't get paid. For, oh, no. Fuck um, out of here. <laughs> we just take care of a dog for free? Oh, they said that she said they pay for the food and the shots and stuff. But no, other than no, no, that, no, no, you're no. not. I'm not compensated for my time? No, you're not. Nah, <laughs> okay, so, so she hits me. And I think she had a job interview or something. And she was like, I need somebody to watch the dog quick. And, you know, I was living with my with my mom at the time, and we had a pretty big yard. And I was like, whatever, we could tie the dog up in the yard and um, whatever, leave him out there, put some food, and when you come back, come take your dog. Like, no big deal, right? So she gets to the crib. <laughs> she gets to the crib. We bring the dog to the back. 
And I'm tying his leash to our gate. And as I'm doing that, I guess he got pissed off and he bit me in the ass. No! Straight up and down. Straight up and down. The dog bit me in the ass. So you lost booty meat. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I still That's remember. Crazy. I was I was like, oh, shit, trying to climb the gate, trying to, trying to escape. And um, I was just like, Carolyn, I love you, but it, it's over. It's done. Take your dog and get the fuck out of here. It's a, it's a wrap. But yeah, I got bit. What was your um, defense? This 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 uh, Johnny no Cochran of pit bulls. There's no def. I mean, no. For what what they'll tell you is that again, like the dogs are actually nice and sweet. It's that a lot of times they get bad owners who train them to be sick sickos who train them to be killers um but again like you're getting a foster dog you don't know anything about this dog's history you don't know what the owners have have raised this dog to be and um unfortunately my buttocks um was on the business end of that that pit bull it was a black pit bull i'll never forget that shit damn (laughs) trey moment of vulnerability Oh, this is easy for me, man. I'm always sharing. So I'm in Compton on the east side. My boy Davion, shout out to Davion. He's like 12. I'm like 11. We're going to the shoe warehouse to actually go buy some shoes. And this is around 96, 97. We get back with the shoes. We're walking. We just got some J's. And I look. It's a pit bull just speeding out the gate. The gate wide open, though. So I guess somebody had drove in and parked the car or whatever, but the dog, the pit bull got loose. So I see it. I say, Davion, run. Like, just like boys in the hood. So we're running as fast as we can. We're running fast as we can. I had the diamond turfs on the Deons. The dog clamps onto my foot. I'm shaking it off. I kick the dog and we I run up the car. I ran up a car. So me and Davion are sitting on top of somebody's car like Day Day and Friday, messing their hood up, everything, like the top, dinning it at all. <laughs> So I told Davion, like, I said, Davion, I'm going to run. Just keep the, keep, make sure the dog don't get me. Like, try to distract him. I sprint all the way home. Like, look, I sprint. The dog's chasing after me, but it stopped because of car. I, I cut through the intersection. So Davion's still on top of the car. So I told my grandma, like, Davion stuck. Like, help. My grandma come all the way down the street with a broom. And it's just swinging at the dog so we can get to the crib. But it was so crazy though, like, cause like that's the fastest I probably ever ran. You feel me? So I'm how like, far of a, how far maybe of a this run is where I got my car. Was a mile? A mile? You ran a yeah. mile? But I was scared. I was scared for my life, dog. I thought I, I was more scared of a pit bull than a bullet. So you know, but that's that's, that's the hood the Olympics, said bro. The thing he said, I, I'd ra- I'd rather get shot than if I, I mean, cause, cause cause you never know the damage, you know what I'm saying? And like ca- crazy as it crazy as it is, my mom is like hella friendly too. She like always be like, hey, talking to people and stuff like that. So she tried to like I guess be cool with a dog and it bit her. You know what I'm know. saying? So yeah, it bit her. This is like almost like ten years ago, but like it also just put me in that point where I was off dogs until I dated a girl that had a dog and I had to deal with it. And it was kind of like a small dog. And I was just like, ah. And then after I'm probably st- like still a week dogs. or So after like a week and or I two, I, it grew on me. But my homies were like, nigga, you, you stand with somebody with a dog, nigga? You scared of dogs. Like, she must, she must got the whap, bruh. So, <laughs> 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 so, you know, and then obviously. Well-mannered pu- uh, puppy. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, well-attitude puppy. Worship and prayer, bro. Worship and prayer. Worship and prayer. 
Word. Uh, B, moment of vulnerability, your worst experience with a dog. Oh, God. So my mom, she had something to do. Um, okay, so my entire family, terrified of dogs. No one in my family has ever had a dog as a pet. So my mom, she had to drop me off at a friend of the family's house uh, after school. She had something to do. So I go there. I'm terrified of the tiny little dog that's at this person's house. And I already know, like, when my mom comes to pick me up, like, I probably just need to run outside so she doesn't have to have any interaction with this tiny little dog. I think it's like a toy Maltese. Like, it was the smallest, cutest dog, but I knew that my mom, she's going to see it and think it's vicious. The dog kept following me around the house. They know I'm afraid, so they put the dog in another room. So when my mom comes, I didn't hear her pull up. I just hear her knocking at the door. And in my head, I'm like, oh, shit. My mom's going to see this dog and freak out when they open the door. And that's exactly what happened. So it didn't happen to me. The dog went straight from my mom's ankles. Oh, no. The dog's, the dog's tooth <laughs> gets caught in my mom's sock. And she's like swinging oh, and kicking. And she kicks her foot and the dog goes flying across the room and hits a china cabinet. And like, yeah, it was, it was wow. really bad. <laughs> Oh, so she she put that dog in his yeah, place. Shout That's out to good. Your mom. I'm proud of your mom for that. Yeah. She yeah. <laughs> what was the movie? Um, Something Anchorman? about Mary. Oh, no, Anchorman. Oh. Anchorman. Remember when we, he kicked the dog over the bridge? Back to the bridge. <laughs> That's how yes. I roll, Brosif. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yo, and, and you know the craziest thing too, I mean, is like when I first moved to Queens, I just remember there being a bunch of stray dogs on the streets in Queens Village. And I was just like, yo, what is this place that there's just dogs roaming the freaking streets to the point where, like, when we would walk back home after school, we would have to carry around sticks, like, straight up and down because these dogs would freaking attack you, bro. Like, it's craziness. I'm glad that shit doesn't exist anymore. Like, the the idea of just stray, stray dogs, dogs just, <laughs> just roaming the streets so- of, 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 you know... Major American cities, uh, but but that was such just such a crazy time. Bro. So my story involves a stray dog, but it's in Sudan. Uh, there was the the road right behind my house. There was a bunch of stray dogs. They just ha- used to hang out there, and you just knew. Just go down. Don't go down that block, man. You take the long way around. When I walked to school, I would take the long way around just to avoid that block. So one time, I was on my bike. And I was thinking to myself, I'm on a bike. Like, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> so I'm riding one of the dogs. They, oh, by the way, they sleep. They be sleeping and they look up when something happens and then they get to action. So the one dog looked up, saw me on my bike and started giving chase. And I'm like, I'm good. And next thing I know, that motherfucker is right, like, on, like, right by me. And he's barking. And so I try to, I try to kick my leg to get him to shoe. And when I like threw my leg out, the bike went whoop, 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 and whoop, I fell. Scraped the whole side of my body was all scraped up. Dog on top of me. He didn't bite me for some reason. He just came right there and just barked. And I just kind of waved my arm around, got up and like just ran with the bike away. And when I got home, like like I said, my whole I had scrapes, like kind of like the motorcycle scrapes, like all up the side of my body. Um, yeah, man, dogs are not cool. I don't give a fuck who. Oh, but not my 
my petunia. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out to shout out to my homie Ox um, out here in Arizona. He's got a dog. His dog is friendly, but it is humongous. I mean, it's like a Great Dane or something. And so I went to his house, and he said, oh, the dog's friendly. And the dog jumped up to say what's up because it's friendly. And its two paws gave a double nut punch. Like, pop! Right, like, I mean, like, <laughs> like it's a bro, like it's one of them frat bros. What's up, bro? Like, two paws forcefully right in, like, I crumpled, man. Dogs are bad, bad news, man. All they do is bark and shit everywhere. And if, if you if you need a dog for companionship, well, then you need to get out more. Fellas, are you prepared to unveil your summer bod? Manscaped is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. Don't be the guy to beat you with a bear rug on your chest. And if you grew some quarantine man tits, okay, the least you can do is make sure they're hairless. Now, Trey, you are a proud owner of a manscaped lawnmower 3.0 is that correct correct have you been uh dutifully maintaining your manscaping during this quarantine shutdown pandemic oh man i can't take my hands off of it every time i get in the shower man do you hear that i can use it in the water Oh man, are you are you are you a shower guy? You you are a manscaping the shower guy. I'm a manscaping the shower guy, man. Anytime I'm in the shower, man, I'm just getting all the hair off, every part of my body. So you know, I'm gonna be out there looking like a weasel, but I don't care. See, my thing, Trey, I'm always kind of really squeamish about using it, in the, even shaving in the water. For me, I, I enjoy a nice dry shave in the bathroom, in the shower area, and then I take a shower. And then we get all that little hairs down and, and get it done. But either way, if you're like Trey and you like to shave in the shower, or if you're like me, you like to shave before your shower, Manscape is dedicated to helping you level up your body grooming game. They forever change the game with the perfect package 3.0. Here's what you get. You get the lawnmower 3.0, which as we mentioned is waterproof. It's cordless. It's a body trim. You get a ton of liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This trimmer is, man, let me tell you something. The third generation trimmer, it's got skin safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. Don't give yourself an accidental nipple piercing. Don't have your balls all cut up. Girls don't like that apparently when you got scabs all over your nuts, they think something went wrong. You can also adjust the settings to get a length you like. Maybe you like a little fuzz on your chest, but not too much. You can do that as well. Also, make sure you use the crop cleanser to keep your hair and skin healthy. It's an all-in-one formula, so it's just as good for your healthy chest hair as it is your skin. And while you're at it, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's designed to give you a pep in your step. Subscribe to the perfect package. Get a new blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months. And for a limited time, subscribers will get two free gifts. The travel bag, which is a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. It's 20% off and free shipping when you use the code BOM at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor. Know what use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BOM at manscaped.com. 
That's 20% off with free shipping at M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com and use the code B-O-M. Trim your chesticles with the besticles, not the resticles. On that note, seeing again out more, we transition to episode six of P-Valley. Trey, take us away. Oh, man, it's a lot, a lot in this episode. I think it was one of the best episodes. Obviously, one of the more tug-of-war things, man. And I'm going to just play point, and I really want to hear what y'all got to say about this because normally I'm kind of long-winded. But I, I got like seven different topics, and you guys can all chime in. So let's start off with Autumn and Mercedes are the new Thelma and Louise. Montage. Uh- you know, I was so excited because I've been waiting on, I knew at some point these girls had to come together for something like Mercedes is still throwing in those, you know, light skin jokes, but she sees that, you know, she can get money with this girl. So she has to go with the plan. But at the same time, they're learning so much about each other and they're finding commonality in their past lives their past or whatever with the fact that they are both moms, um, autumn night, losing her daughter and then uh mercedes who is trying to get her daughter back so i i I was really excited to see this story come about yeah like i just the montage like i was just i i still don't know why they have to have different wigs on if they're going to different locations like don't they they're not gonna know what you look like so i mean maybe they're trying to match the pictures in the id oh in the id okay but isn't the pictures in the id isn't that pictures of them or am I am I missing something there? I guess Maine well, is the, hooking the it fir- up. The first run they didn't have it. They had kind of burnt it out, and then Maine hooked them right. up after. Right, but that's the, but the pictures and the ID is them, right? Yeah, it's not pictures mm-hmm. of people that they're supposed to look like. So I, that was a little confusing to me, but um, it was and, fun. And how rusty that that Caprice is. I mean, good lord. Oh, uh, man, she got a crazy trap of die whip. I mean, like, come on. Man. Like, It's like she just dipped it in battery acid and then pulled it out. Man. Like, that thing is rusted. Rusted beyond belief. Uh, but I, I enjoy seeing them get out the car and walk. I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right, so the next topic was murder, little murder, and Uncle Clifford getting serious. That was so cute to me. Like, to have... Uh, Uncle Cliff are like in bed reading text and all like balled up in a fetal position, like so happy to get this type of attention. Because clearly it looks like this is so brand new to to her. And, you know, uh, what's what's Lil Murda's real name? Lamarcus? Lamarcus or yeah, something like Lamarcus. that? Lamarcus. Yeah. Look, putting the pressure on like, yo, when you gonna let me take you? Like he is serious about it. So serious that he's like missing studio sessions. <laughs> <laughs> like you trying to be a rapper and do all this and you not even pulling up to the studio you trying to be with that Uncle Clifford's whap it's not, it's definitely that's, not that's a, whap. a crazy that's a crazy term it's, I have it's a question whap. are we calling it whap or whap I say I say whap but it could be whap it depends where you at whap and whap for, okay. and for Uncle Clifford's standpoint it's okay. a whap wow <laughs> but but hey wow whatever floats your boat um, so the next topic, Keyshawn and Murda do it for the ground. Uh, see, this was what I was like, this is interesting because 
He met up with her thinking that she's going to try and blackmail him on I saw y'all messing around. And really, she's like, I don't care. I just want to I want to be Instagram famous. And so the idea of him and her joining forces because she's obviously pretty and she's a she's a dancer and his music is blowing up that they can help each other. I also enjoyed how country they are that like being on world star hip hop was like, they might as well have been at the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> their mind. Like, world star what? Can't nobody tell me nothing. Else. And Keyshawn, um, Keyshawn knew. Keyshawn knew little murder needs a beard. He needs to continue this persona so that people continue yep. to fuck with. As long as they're fucking with him, they're going to continue to fuck with her too. So how they have the whole Gucci man and Keisha type of relationship of course, people love to see that that hood love. It's perfect. I, I thought that was very, very bright on her part to be able to make the connection of this is something we need to keep doing if we're about to be serious about this. All right. In the same breath, murder mixes business with pleasure. So although he, like B mentioned, he's missing studio sessions um, to go hang out with Uncle Clifford. But now his manager is also calling him out for missing those sessions. And Keyshawn saves his ass to pretend as if they are a couple or an item or they're actually fucking around. Yeah. No, that was, that was again, that was smart thinking, quick thinking on her part. Um, it's not just missing sessions because of Uncle Clifford. He went and met Uncle Clifford's, uh, is it his auntie? Is that his mama? His grandmama? Who's uh, Loretta Divine play? Grandma. 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 Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's a big step. Right? Like, that's a big step coming to meet family members and looking through photo albums and, and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, he needs to get his shit together, man. Like, it's just weird because, you know, the weirdest thing about murder is that from the very first episode we saw him, he saw Uncle Clifford and immediately brazenly began to holler. Like, it wasn't like, what are these feelings inside of me or whatever? Like, or even like, yo, come talk to me here in the corner. By the way, I, I also like uh, am strictly dickly or whatever, <laughs> whatever code. You know? <laughs> like he That's went in there like crazy term, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but do we? I, I, I want to know if we get a backstory of how murder became gay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think, I, and I really hope we get it this season. But you know, I guess they've already been renewed for season two. So I'm sure we're going to get some sort of background story on Lil Murder's history because he is so comfortable and yeah. that blows my mind. Oh, it's like overly comfortable, but at the same time, he beat up his homie for making like an insinuation or whatever. At the yeah. same time, Keyshawn has to do the, oh, he was busy with me thing to cover for him. Um, so and, and at the same time, when he got discovered by Keyshawn while he was making out with Uncle Clifford, he acted all scary. And uh, so it's kind of like a he's operating on two different wavelengths. One of like, yeah, what's up, man? It's 2020. And one of like, oh, shit. No, I'm, right. I'm regular. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I have a question for you guys. This is the first time I've been on since um, we've started covering the show on Bomb. Um what are you guys' relationship to strip clubs and strip club culture? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I can speak for myself. I'm what you would call an enthusiast. <laughs> anytime, anytime I go to ATL, like I have to touch Blue Flame. I have to touch Follies. 
I have to even go to the hood spot, go to pinups for the five dollar lap dances. Oh, um, I, it's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and by the way, I know the hustle they're doing at pinups too. The songs are usually like 30 seconds long. So it's like <laughs> so it's like they're getting you one way or another. But I don't know. I just love I love strip club culture and ATL because it's like it's so normalized. It's not this hyped up like, oh my God, there's like this, it's like a sex thing happening. Like people are just in there chilling, enjoying themselves. The male you'll see the mailman there, school teachers there, anybody could be there. So you know, I, I have a great appreciation for the strip clubs in, in ATL. I would love to know you guys' sort of oh, relationship to strip I clubs. I love it. I'm from the South. Like, it's it's a part of life. It's You go in and have business mm. meetings, birthday parties, bachelorette parties, divorce parties, whatever <laughs> whatever you want to do in there. And and have some good food. Yes. It's, it's always a good time for me. I love it. In case you missed it earlier, B is from Chuckalisa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know, for me, I, my strip club coming of age happened in Atlanta. And so that, those are the first ones I went to. And I thought they were all like that everywhere. And yeah, and then oh my traveling yeah. around and you realize, oh, no, like it's not it's like regional. This at all. <laughs> it's, re- it's really regional. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, for instance, the strip clubs in New York, don't no. do it. Don't waste your no. time. Don't ever waste your time doing that. It's it's terrible. It's, it's a horrible experience. And then they have the, you know, they have the weird laws in New York where, like, if it's full frontal nudity, then, they're not allowed to serve alcohol in the establishment. Yeah. Um, Turns so, out there's a lot of You know, the girls like can't that. even get naked for Turns real. out there's a, you know a lot. Wow, there are a lot of places like that. There are a lot of places across this country that have those weird rules. And Atlanta is just one of those places like, nah, just come in. It's a free for all. <laughs> Home of the five dollar lap dance, and by the way, the wings are to die for. I, I, it's just, it, it, you know, we, we had a, a a topic a couple of weeks ago was the best strip club dining experience you've had, and not counting Magic City. Uh, did you have a submission in that regard? Um, last time I was in GA, I had, we had wings at Follies and I really, I bodied them wings. <laughs> they got, they got killed. It, it was, it was, they got, we might've even ordered another order of those What damn kind wings. of wings were um, they? I've, I think it was Buffalo. I think it was some Buffalo wings. It wasn't lemon, it wasn't lemon pepper. Um, it was, it was some Buffalo wings and, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was great. Like some lemon pepper wings. All right, Trey, what's next? <laughs> Kyle Brothers deal goes wrong. Did it go wrong or did it go right? Or do you I mean just the scene, the scene with the gun? That's what I'm saying. I think okay. I think it didn't go right because obviously Andre's going to do some stuff behind, you know, to kind of muck it up a little bit. It's not a sale now, it's nor a release. And I think he switched it all up and, you know, for that whole incident, he's going to get them back and they have no clue what they're just signed off. So, um Although, you know, they tried to play bully ball with their half brother and Andre by scaring him with that, that uh, I got the hookup pistol uh, shotgun they had (laughs) (laughs) that that they used back in the day, you know, during the Mason Dixon line and whatnot. Uh, It's just an interesting scenario, you know, obviously to to, to say to turn the the rifle on Andre, even though it was, you know, the the other brother. it all depended on him being, you know, signing it. So now we get this whole situation where, you know, they think that they've won and Andre is actually the smarter one, even if it's 
falling out of a uh, bad grace with God, Daddy. Yeah, I'm. I'm like I hope it's not simply he just photoshopped lease instead of sale at the top of the document and he's going to take those same signatures. That would seem like a really kind of lazy way out. But um, I'm interested to see is he is he working with uh, Corbin behind the scenes to double cross? Is he doing is he double crossing without even telling Corbin? Is he double crossing the whole Kyle family or just the white ones? Uh, those are both really interesting uh, kind of paths I think this show could take. Yeah, I feel like he understands where Corbin is coming from. So he's going to try to work where it works for Corbin and it works for him with the commission. Right. And shout out to his beautiful, intelligent wife. You know, it was a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was super awkward when she's when Autumn is on the phone with him and it says to him, you, you deserve it. You belong here in Chuck Elisa. And he says, yeah, tell that to my wife. I'm like, nigga, are you trying to holler or not? Are you trying to? <laughs> Hold on. Like, We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Okay. We're going to get there. <laughs> All right. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, we good. That nigga ended the show. <laughs> All right. So the next thing, graduated ho doesn't forget where she comes from. Yeah. Luis, is that her name? She came through with the piping hot tea. You know, she just needed a reminder, like, yo, you used to be one of us. Like, why would you want to see the demise of the pink? What's up? Give us some news. And shout out to Uncle Clifford for going to the nail shop and being bilingual. Like, who knew? Went in there, speaking the language, talking shit. Like, how how does that even happen? I I go to the nail salon a lot. I don't know what the fuck. And there's no way that I could even like, like, oh, yeah, they said this last time. So this word made me no. In there, and bilingual as hell. And they damn sure ain't trying to teach you. Right. They want to keep it that way so that like, they can say whatever <laughs> they want to say and not to worry about, oh, shit, here come, yeah. here come B. She knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miss Louise came through with the tea. Had to be coerced a little bit and reminded, but she came through. You know, she might she be a, a secret, you know, most impo- most improved player double. MVP. You know, she oh, there you go. <laughs> she, she might give she the team she the teammate that got the college the college uh, scholarship, and then come back to visit the little homies on spring break. You feel me? <laughs> That's what she did. So when she came back to the table, you know, and was talking to the girls, everybody was like, "Okay, look who it is." You know what I'm saying? And she came back and obviously felt the way. So shouts to her, uh, you know, paying homage to the OG to Uncle Clifford. All right, Andre's good heart may cost him his marriage and good favor of his uncle. I mean, I don't know about his good heart with the uncle part, right? The the good, I don't think that's good heart. Well, I, right I there. only I make that comment because his wife, because his wife and her 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 reaction to saying like, oh. I don't think you should have you you know obviously good heart, but you know yeah. you from Atlanta, and he also was big on that too. Like as far as like, no, nah, I'm from. I'm from over there, and you saying I'm from Atlanta, it's like kind of disrespectful. It's like me telling Waz he's from Rochester or something. You know, my boy's still trying to be down for where he is. He don't want to, he don't want to be in a part of the big city. He wanna claim, you know, the the trap. It, it's like it's like Waz trying to claim uh Brooklyn instead of Queens. Oh boy. Brooklyn Waz. I'm actually Here from Brooklyn. Go. I just went to Queens to go to high school. Yeah, it's facts. It's facts. <laughs> Uh, 
No, uh, you know, I, look, I think I, I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen with the play in with uh, the the Kyle brothers. Like, I, I just don't feel like that's something you can get away with easily, right? I told them that we, they were selling for six mil. Turns out they're just leasing and they're getting like 15 grand or whatever it is a month. Um, the other part, what was the other part? His, his good heart was for what, Trey? Well, it's just like it's going to cost his cost him his marriage, you know. From the, oh, yeah, because well. because his wife is like, you you think that was a good idea to go against, you know, God, your god dad, yeah. like god, you know what I mean, yeah. like you you thinking that you you doing something good, and you know she like nah, bro, like this is your chance to actually move up the ladder. Pretty much, she probably carrying the weight, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. On a comparison yeah. contrast, like I'm the doctor. Right, and you quote unquote supposed to be a lawyer in a small town, bro. Just boy. come, yeah, just come back to the crib. I'm carrying the weight, and yeah. he don't like that because he want to prove he want to do something for himself too, you know. And I think that yeah. in that city, and it's so small and, and broken aspirations, he can actually cause you know do some change, whether it's saving the pank, you know, or <laughs> you know doing whatever pank. he need to do. Pank is funny. All right. Uh, Last one. Clifford bails out Patrice Woodbine, but puts up the club. I don't know what's about to happen. That whole that's, situation. That's for chess, not checkers up. Twitter. Yeah. 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 So of course that's a that's a good way to, you know, pull Patrice back into this whole storyline. Like you're not just gonna get away <laughs> with stealing Mercedes money. You're gonna have to do something to help me out because you got you you messed up uh mercedes last dance which was supposed to you know it, that could have helped save the club that night so we gonna have you you know put you on the line to save to save the club i just can't believe that she was in there for nine days nine days no one Who was look, gonna, but that, look and but stank. that makes sense <laughs> makes look sense. and stank as hell in there but i also like that you know, now you got that like little breathing room. How bad do you want this church? You clearly want to preach and start this church. But in order for you to get this church going, now you got to save the pink. So it's like, yeah. it's kind of like, regardless if she doing it, if she think in her head that she did, because I'm pretty sure it's going to fall back on, hey, Mercedes, I did this for you to save the club so you can keep doing what you're doing. And then, you mm. know, she did to her, regardless of what uh. she did. But I think it's going to also tarnish the relationship between Clifford and Mercedes. Cause it's like, you was working with her. You feel me? Right, right, right. So prediction time. Uh, I mean, I'm going to start with you and I'm going to let B cause B always right. And then I might give <laughs> a take for Jerv just cause Jerv be saying some wild shit sometimes, but I mean, go ahead. What's your, what's your prediction? Uh, that the lawyer guy, Andre and, uh, her ex, they gonna meet. Okay. Mm. B, what do you Mont got? Montavious. <laughs> Shouts to Montavious. He sounds like he played for the Denver Nuggets. The <laughs> no. <Little> Broncos. Montavious <laughs> is an NFL name. Montavious Jenkins. Montavious Jackson. Yeah, Montavious for show run a four one. <laughs> so my prediction is that Andre's wife is gonna pull up. Autumn Knight's ex is going to pull up. Uh, <laughs> and 
again, it didn't happen last time, but I feel like someone is going to die. Someone is going to die. And also, Lil Murda is still fighting to, you know, conceal the fact that he and Uncle Clifford have a relationship. So I'm speaking for Jerv and myself. Um, my man who do the money counting, I think he going to save the club, right? Yeah. And then I do believe somebody going to die just because it's just too much thirsty shit going on. And I think that uh, Keyshawn really going to start fucking with trying to fuck with murder and really try to pull him away from Clifford. So there's some drama there because she going to get too caught up. In the you mix. know what? That's OK. I'm going to piggyback off of that. So I forgot because Keyshawn, she's still showing up with bruises on her arms and her face. Um, and this whole little murder thing is just going to make it worse where Diamond is going to have to step in. And maybe that's where someone gets hurt. Well, I think... Is, is Diamond genuine? Yeah, the bouncer. <laughs> yeah. But okay. I don't even think... I don't even th- I think... I think she actually going <laughs> to use Autumn Gat. She left, the, she left the combination open. She yeah. told her, hey, unlike Mercedes, I share my locker. So, hey. A whole lot of exposition there. There yeah. you go. <laughs> but, you know, we got, we got something to elaborate on. Now, okay. are, is there an episode tomorrow? I mean, not tomorrow, but next week? Or do we have to ne- wait till no. August 30th? Two we got to wait till August 30th. All right, so two so, weeks. Yeah. I'm sick. What am I going to do? Are we? Wait, <laughs> what you're going to do is gonna, you're going to watch this new show. That's what you're going to do. Can we talk about, about Andre talking himself his way out of some pussy? Can we talk about that at all? Why would you say, yeah, tell that to my wife? Like, what are you thinking? What are you, what is you, what is your intention here, sir? Are you looking for a pen pal? <laughs> like, what is he doing? I just that was just the weirdest thing. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? I like and he didn't even seem to realize he messed up. He was just like, what? What's wrong? <laughs> Look, as a woman, men talk themselves out of it every day. Stupid stuff. <laughs> what's what's moment hey, of second talk, moment of vulnerability <laughs> talk yourself out the box man for real it definitely yeah, can happen bro it being way too cool way too cool b let me ask you let me ask you this what was a situation where a guy was man he had it made he was like joe biden oh. just don't say anything and, and you are in there like swimwear and then he just opened his mouth and he like, started lying. He started lying immediately. Like, well, you know, I got this, you know, I got this kind of car. I live in this neighborhood and I do this. It's like, I didn't even ask. Like, why are you, why you trying to expose me, B? Why are you trying to expose me, man? It <laughs> Not was 2009. Sure. Leave me alone. <laughs> Told her I had the range. Oh, please. <laughs> no. <Trey>, moment. Of- <laughs> Trey, moment of vulnerability. What was the, what was the time you talked your way out of the box? Um, I don't know what year it was, but this chick, she was really on it, and I was just like, I really wasn't feeling it. I just got a breakup and stuff like that. But overall, I just told her like, I'm cool with not having sex. I just really gave her that bar. Like I was just like. I'm- Look at me. <laughs> I was I just didn't care, bro. She was really on it. And I just was really kind of like, but I think I was just a jerk because I was just breaking her down of shit I didn't really like about her. Um, and at that particular time, that was no, you know, that wasn't that wasn't not that wasn't right of me to uh, you know, give that get, 
to break her down like that and that persistent. But I also just told her I'm cool. And I think that just kind of killed all, not for me, but then I kind of like, I guess maybe like seven days later, I wanted to run it, like see what's up. And it was, it was over. It was over. Yeah, it was over. <laughs> Waz, talk, talking your way out the box. Man, um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, it, it's, it's so funny. Like, I feel like it's dudes a lot of times you you think about the the the, the quote unquote ones who got away, right? Yeah, like you'd be like, man, I was talking to that girl, man. She was supposed to let me, whatever, blah 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 blah. And you always remember those, but I, I I'm sure it's happened a trillion times, but I can't think of a time that I was like, oh well, I fucked that one up. Um, it's hard for me to because it's just something I put out of my mind. I can always remember being like, man, I was that close. Man. And you know it just may not have ended up happening. <laughs> For me, uh, I'm gonna tell you, it's, it's real easy, man. And it's the same. It's obviously happened a trillion times, but like the one that I have in my mind, this girl was gorgeous and she's like independent and like self motivated, own her own business, da 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 da. And, and I'm just like, and she was attracted to me. Like she, like it was one of those like she let it be known first, and like, that's a rarity. I'm like, oh okay, I didn't even, I didn't even initiate right. And she said I made her laugh. She thought I was funny, and so I'm stupid. So now I turned into fucking Eddie Murphy, <laughs> and I think at some point oh I was just, it's just too, <laughs> too many jokes, man. Like just. <laughs> Damn! Probably should have probably should have played it mysterious a little bit more <laughs> instead of doing a tight fifteen. Ah <laughs> oh, man, there's a lot of those. There's a lot of the times that that's happened where I'm just I'm funny and then I just it just keeps going. Anyways, uh, well that's gonna do it for P Valley. B, we I guess we'll talk to you next week, depending on what the subject matter is. It won't be P Valley, but I'm sure it'll be something. But we got one more show. And, and since you got the the entire Rough Riders box yeah. set, you can spoil the whole show for us um, <laughs> next week oh, when yeah. you come on. Maybe just go to episode two. She had to st- she had to stun on us and say, "Well, they already sent it to me." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm watch it. I'm gonna watch all all episodes. And I'll just sit in and just listen on you guys' predictions or whatever. Oh. Like, I, I just want to hear what you guys have to say. Okay. All right. That'll work. <laughs> Thank you, B. Thank you. Uh, so we move on to our last segment. This is the new HBO show, Lovecraft Country. It's, if you ask me who it stars, this is going to be one of those things where, like, I'm going to be real black with this. It stars the guy that played uh, uh, Johnny Cochran in The People vs. O.J., it stars the dude that played Dr. Dre. Don't do that. Don't do that to Courtney B. Vance. Don't don't do that. Don't do that to Angela Bassett's husband, oh, bro. Is that, is don't that do that. He is? He's married to Angela Bassett. Oh, yes, wow. yes. He's married he's to a, Angela Bassett. Can actor. you believe that? He's a great actor. He's he is. He is. And uh shout out to the, the my man who played Dr. Dre in Straight Out of Compton. Don't know his name. And also shout out to uh Juicy Smoke. I don't I think this is the Dr. Dre. I don't that's think Jonathan him? Majors is. No, you sure? That's not nah, he plays last. He's only, he's only in uh, Last Black Man of uh, San Francisco and Five Blood. And the Five yes, Bloods. Yes, he was. Right, oh, wow. right, right. I knew yes. he was in the Five Bloods. I always thought it was a dude that played Dre in, in Straight Out Compton. Nah, nah, that's not him. All right, and also shout out, shout out to <laughs> Ju- Juicy Smollett's sister. 
Yeah, Journey. Cool. I don't think I'd ever seen. I, I don't think I'd ever seen her in anything. She's kind. She's pretty damn good in this yeah. pilot episode. Yeah. Park playing Letty Lewis is her character's name, uh, and then a bunch of other actors. I, I must admit, I don't recognize, but I actually like that. I like that we got some black actors mm-hmm. that aren't mm-hmm. the same like five black actors in every role. I like seeing people get an opportunity. Um, I like that this this thing was developed and created by Misha Green, who was black. She uh, wrote and produced uh, Underground, the series Underground. Um, and obviously, we have a production credit to Jordan Peele, uh, who is making... And J.J. Abrams, J. J. Abrams, am I right? J.J. Abrams, yeah. But mm-hmm. I feel like J.J. Abrams is just the rich white name that gets the show made and landed at HBO. Right, 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 right. Um, 100%. And, and, and Jordan Peele are kind of more hands-on, especially when you consider kind of like the, you know, the slant that this show takes. Um, it's, it's, I knew there was an element of supernatural to it, but I'm always kind of interested to see how these things develop uh, from what seems to be a very straightforward plot to... Hold on, now we got like some monsters in the in the woods. Um, I like that uh it starts with him having a dream about being in the uh in the story John John from Mar- John Carter of Mars, which was made into a Disney movie like 10 years ago or so, but it was apparently a really big book. Um it I won't lie, episode moved kind of slow at first. Uh, it did. It, uh, at some point, I was just like, "Hurry the fuck up here. Let's get to the point." Uh, one thing I did not understand. Maybe you guys picked up on this. Why does Letty go on the trip with them? I don't really know how clear. Like, m- remember she got fired from yeah the group, or I I I, I kind of tells her sister, I, honestly, I, "I need a place to stay." Her sister says, "You got two days." So that's enough time. I'm gonna find a job. She wants to get a job at the at the department stores downtown. Next thing I know, as they're packing, ready to go on the trip, like, oh, Letty's coming with us halfway. But the reason for her to be on the trip, not sure of that. They stop yeah, off at her brother's me. house. Like, okay. I think uh, I think she's just a Rolling Stone dog and just really just just came just for the mob. Mind. Like, oh, where y'all going? Oh yeah, I'm gonna go too. That's what it pretty much probably turned out to be. And then obviously, while they're going their way, she could be some type of use because her brother is like a halfway point to tell us where to get to this spot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the story, if you guys are not familiar, is this guy Atticus, who's in the military, comes back, uh, comes back to Chicago where his family's from, goes, sees his uncle, his aunt, his, his cousin, um, and has a letter. And the letter is from his father, and his father says that he's got a birthright that uh, they went to go collect from some place called Arkham, or is it Ardun? We don't know what the name of the place is because the handwriting's not clear. Um, so Atticus says, "I'm going to go." His uncle uh, is a traveling; he's a he's a travel guide writer. Uh, and specifically travel guide for black people back in the 50s because you couldn't just be like, oh, we'll stop off here and get some pudding or whatever, or some cake. 
you have to know which of the place establishments and stops along the road that you can stop at as a black person to know that you're not going to get harassed and or killed. Of course, in order to be able to write a guidebook, you've got to go and verify these things. And as such, Atticus's uncle has the unenviable job of going in a lot of these backwater hick towns and risking his life pretty much. Uh, he's had his kneecaps broken. And uh, at one point where they, they're on this trip, they stop off at a diner and they get chased out by people with shotguns trying to shoot them. Uh, question. They escape from the people with shotguns when a Rolls Royce pulls out in the middle of the road and just stops dead and thus causing a crash. A white woman jumps out of the Rolls Royce and kind of stares very, I'm the savior white woman way at them and they drive off. Who is this white woman? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. We That's will discover her in episode two or three. Um, but she is a part of the the claimed uh, whatever that he belongs to, his rifle heir birthright. or what, birthright. You know that that's going to be the storyline. They've just discovered Artem um, at the end of of the show. But uh, I honestly thought when that happened, um, his dad was actually going to come out of the car yeah. or be the driver. Um, so it was an interesting situation, but they're also looking out and wanted to make sure that they succeeded to get to Artem. And then, you know, obviously black people and sci-fi meeting is, I mean, it's black nerd alert for me. I'm really excited about this. I got Watchmen yeah. vibes a little bit cause I didn't read yes. the books and a lot of people mm. were like, Oh no, this is a book. And like, you got to tap in with it and you'll have like mm. a little bit more. Cause the thing was, it's, it's it's real it's well done and i think if you didn't watch the trailer and just kind of follow up twitter hype you're kind of like okay yay black people joy and then what the fuck you saw yeah. what i'm saying that's that was immediately the whole thing but um you know uh a lot of people didn't know there's there's a bunch of references in here that has real life history um especially about like the sundown towns and i think it was the reverse of the green book that the green book movie didn't highlight that sometimes and in right. this you know they highlighted some real shit that was actually happening and i thought that was a very intense scene where they had about seven minutes to make it to the line before sundown so they can avoid being you know hung or shot and killed being by the lynched. sheriff lynch pretty much you know so they still end up running into trouble and all of a sudden we're exposed to these new creatures that we've never seen obviously you know otherworldly and you know obviously started off uh started to show off where he's having his dream where you know he's in a war and then obviously it's alien so it's evident that this is going to be mixed in with it a little bit but we didn't think we thought it was just a dream and it's actually real fucking things um i thought it was really cool also that they highlighted when they went to the all-white restaurant in one of those sundown towns uh they referenced about how, why the White House was painted white. So it's so many yeah. references in there. And I think when we come out of this show, we're going to learn so much. If people didn't know, they'll grab a book and actually learn something. But they were saying that, you know, um, it was to like, you know, pretty much for the burn, like when they burned it down. So like when he got that hint of the, the floor sliding up, it was like, yo, get the hell out of here. And obviously um, Journey's character overheard. <laughs> old boy talking on the phone saying it's three of them and I didn't serve them. 
and you know they got out of dodge but it's a lot to unpack in this um yeah. i thought naima did a great job breaking it down on twitter so if you find her thread whoever's listening um she she really taps in with all that stuff um but it definitely was like you know freedom riders clan and and true crime stuff all in that mix and i know why you'll be able to you know uh well, so I'm glad you said it. that because I'm watching, I'm watching it and I'm like, yo, it took, <laughs> it literally took aliens coming from under the ground to achieve some type of racial unity. <laughs> like the cops. And they still, and they still weren't like, they still were They still like, were just like, oh God. Like the cops went from straight up, we're going to kill these guys for no reason to they're working together to survive this thing. I, I thought that was... That was interesting to me, the way they positioned that. They positioned the vampires or aliens or whatever the hell they are. Um, and, you know, the, these two groups of people who had started off as adversaries had to start working together. I, I just found that to be fascinating. And, yeah, man, you know, a lot of times with fantasy, the sort of societal critiques are usually done allegorically. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. not as straight up literal and blatant as it is on on this show this show is just straight up addressing racism head on right like this isn't like planet of the apes or something which is supposed to be like right, a right. metaphor for some shit um which i think is interesting um you right. know x-men I, I, is another one x-men right 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 exactly um i think it's interesting that that, that they're choosing to take that tact but you know it was well directed um as it, you mentioned that it started off a little bit slow, but as it picked up, I was, I felt like I was right in the story. Um, like any good pilot, it ends with a dope cliffhanger, um, of just like, oh, we've been waiting for you. Uh, it's, it's so, it's so I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the season and I'm not really a fantasy type of cat, right? Like I'm not a sci-fi yeah. person generally, but I, the, the pilot has my interest for sure. It, it definitely, you know, Trey, you, you nailed it. It definitely has a strong Watchmen vibe. Uh, we're going to address real historical things that happen in this country from a, a racial standpoint, but we're also going to give it a little bit of excitement and some sci-fi and some kind of fantasy in there. And also, as I was watching this, I'm, I'm kind of mad he's not here today. I was like, there's no chance Jervis is going to like this show, right? There's zero chance. Zero, zero <laughs> chance he's going to be so confused. He's going to be asking why Bull you know, did this, you know, just, I, I love Jerv critique, man. That's what balances it out. And we miss you, Jerv, you know, when you get a chance to return next week, but man, it, I'm, I'm in for it, man, because it's just definitely a ride. I like that, you know, black yep. people united as, as one, as a Twitter family last night and, and watched it. And then also, I mean, it wasn't close to TCAP days. You know, nothing was going to ever touch no, TCAP. No, nah, we're never gonna, we're never gonna achieve that yeah. <laughs> again. The the other the other thing I was gonna say is, it's it's funny to me. Like, this is like the two shows we just talked about, P Valley and this show. It, that's the spectrum. How wide of a spectrum of kind of quote unquote black shows we can get. I'm glad to see shows like this finally getting made because for the longest time it felt like if you weren't making a power, an empire, a P Valley, those are all kind of a certain kind of show that fits in a certain kind of lane and really not allowed to be outside the box. And here we are with 
first Watchmen and now this one. These are black shows. This one more so because uh, the the creative team behind it are black as opposed to Watchmen, uh, which was uh, written and created by a white white guy. Uh, it, it's I'm 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 excited for it. I'm excited for it and for more vehicles of entertainment that look like it. Um, and on that note, this vehicle of entertainment has come to the end of its ride. Thank you so much to B. Thank you, Big Waz. Thank you, Black Trey. Thank you, Rob Lopez on the production. Thank you to all listeners. Hey, if you haven't checked it out already, please, please, please check out our podcast that we did with Kenny Stills, with Irv Roland about their experiences in Louisville protesting and being arrested outside of the house of Attorney General Daniel Cameron while they were protesting the murder of Breonna Taylor by police officers. Please check that out. Please like it. Please download it. Please share it. Please subscribe. Don't like begging, but this is one where I'm, I have no problem putting my pride aside and begging you people to give that episode in particular a little bit of shine. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening uh, and stay tuned.